Hey everybody, I'm Kurt. I'm Liza. We're both parents and you're listening to the Parent Skills Podcast. Liza, good to see you. Good to see you too. It feels like, what what month are we in right now? This is what, early November already. Yes. Man, oh man, time flies. Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's all coming. Us it's all coming. Did you guys have a good Halloween? Did, did your family yes. go? Do you guys celebrate Halloween? Do you go trick yes. or treating? All the things. Yes. You dress so of up. Of course, they're children. It's another chance to wear the ninety-five costumes that they have. That's true. So. That's very true. Yeah, we um, yes. we had a crazy Halloween. We have sold. This is a long story. I'll keep it short. We sold the house that we lived in for twenty something years. Wow. We are in the process. We bought a new house. We downsized. And we're remodeling, so we're living in an apartment. We're not in our neighborhood, but everybody says how this new neighborhood is crazy Halloween neighborhood. Yes. So we decided like set up a fire pit and be in our neighbor, our new neighborhood, and get to know neighbors, even though we don't live there yet. I have never ever had so many trick or treaters. Parents dressed up. It was crazy. That's so fun. We must have given away ten times the amount of candy that we normally give. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was so fun. So now you know how to prepare for next year. I do. I gotta Lots save up. I gotta save up. Gotta put a line item for Halloween candy in my budget. It's crazy. I don't know what Dave Ramsey would say about that. <laughs> as long as I don't charge it, I'm okay. Is that how you? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, hey, we've got something really cool this month, Liza. Why don't you tell everybody listening kind of the angle we're taking this yeah. month? A little bit yeah. different than normal. Yeah. So we've had people come in and share stories before, but our goal right now is to have parents come in and share their stories. You know, maybe it's something tough. Maybe it's just something everyday. But in the process of parenting, and especially in this season of Thanksgiving, you know, seeing how there can still be goodness. There's things to praise, there's gratitude, but just opportunities in their parenting that um, there was just stories to share from in their personal ventures. So we're going to have a month of parenting guests, parent guests. Yes. Who are going to just tell us a portion of their parenting story. And then we'll take that and we'll find some pragmatic, because some of the stories that we're going to hear, in fact, this week. This this episode, yes, we're yeah. gonna hear a story from our good friends Tom and Lori Wheeler. Yes, and their story is very unique. Totally, but we, I'm sure we're gonna unpack some really relevant, pragmatic tips for all parents as we hear Tom and Lori's story and a big adventure that they went on as a family. And we'll hear all about that when we return. All right, so we are back with Tom and Lori Wheeler. How are you guys? We're doing great. I love it. They are big parts of our church and ministry and life. They do so many things. I don't even know where to begin, but they're they especially are, as Kurt alluded to, big adventurers. So maybe we focus on that. I mean, they lead, they've led kids small groups, life groups. They are deeply involved in missions at our church. The list is long. How long have you guys been attending Saddleback? I don't know. About twenty years, I think. Wow. wow. Okay. So you've raised both children primarily at yeah. Saddleback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We started with the bad uh, rat infested trailers. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. So you've survived the tough times. Yeah. Yeah. For like a month. And then yeah. the, then the children's place opened. So that right. worked out great. Yep. That's nice. And we didn't give the maps directions to the new children's building. So they didn't know where to go. Well, it was, you know, feast or famine. Yeah. <laughs> Got to figure it out. Okay. Well, Tom and Lori Wheeler, longtime Saddlebackers. Parents of two adult children. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your kids and how long you've been married, all those things. Uh, Hannah is 25, so we've been married about 27 years. And then Zach's 23. Gotcha. So you guys, by the way, I saw Hannah and her fiance 
Yes. Congratulations. yes congrats. Her fiance Noah at a wedding this last weekend. She cuts a mean rug, that Hannah. Yeah. She's a dancer. Until Noah stepped on her foot and she was home icing it Saturday night. She was icing oh, her foot. My son yeah. was icing his wrist after the dance. He he sprayed <laughs> this is it. That was a dancing. Dangerous, that great was wedding. A dangerous crazy, thing. Yeah. yeah, crazy. She was icing her foot. No. She was no, no a step on it. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it happens. No, no, no. Yeah. They no, figure no. they better Poor practice guy. now before they get married. <laughs> yes, yeah. they should. Yeah, they think dancing is dangerous. Wait till they're married to each other. <laughs> they could get bonkers. So true. Yeah. Anyway, so married for 27 years, a 25-year-old and a 23-year-old? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about the adventure that your family, w- w- Liza and I will just kind of sit back and listen. The, a little bit about the adventure that your family went on a few years ago and what that was and what's at the stage and all the things. Sure. It's, it's um, and Liza actually and Jeremy had a, had a great part of that too, is, is they were um, leading a kid small group and we were going on a, on a um, trip in 2008, I think uh, to Rwanda, but it starts before that. Um, uh, quick backstory. The church basically adopted Rwanda, right? Um, the president of Rwanda after the genocide contacted Saddleback Church and said, hey, um, you know, this is a great book that, that Pastor Rick wrote about purpose-driven life, and we need that in our country. So that started a relationship between uh, the church and, and the country so of Rwanda. Rwanda sort of became our, our pro- the country that we spent the primary focus of our missions outreach and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. when the president invites you to come do missions in your, in your country and work, it, it, that's a good place to go. I would, I would think so. I would yeah. think so. So uh, we went on a trip in, in 2006, and as we were there, um, you could just tell when, when God starts to talk to you, right? And just, you know, so we're wandering. I'm a civil engineer. I work for, at that time, work for the, um, a city, a local city, and um, here in Orange County. And so I'm wandering off looking at water projects and roads and how do they build stuff, and, and God's kind of working on our heart. And, um, and the country just captures you if you've ever been there. Uh, just captures you with the neatest, neatest people. And so uh, we came back, and there, there's a, a prayer time just feeling of of God speaking to both me and, and Lori felt the same way. Lori read um, Kate Warren's book on Dangerous Surrender, Say Yes to God. I think it's had maybe a couple different titles, but um, about just giving yourself up to God and, and, and saying yes to God. And so Lori's going through this path. I'm going through a similar path of God saying, hey, I, I think we want to do something. So I started looking into missions projects, working overseas as an engineer, whatever. Couldn't find out anything and basically came to the conclusion of, well, you know, I'll do anything you want, God, but you got to make it really clear and evident and, and figure it out because I'm kind of done. And I actually wrote that down in, in a prayer journal. And um, like two weeks later, I get a call. We were in Disneyland. We're on Tom Sawyer Island. Bob Bradbury, the pastor, um, calls up and said, hey, we just got a letter from the mayor of the capital city of Rwanda, wanting our church to supply them with a city engineer. And I said, uh-oh, because I was a city engineer at that time. I guess I still am. And um, so that just like, wow, uh, two weeks after praying, God, you got to work out all the details. So here it comes. Now we have a decision to make. And that's where, you know, the, the family starts coming in. My thought was, that's nice. Let's figure this out. Maybe we go again. We're planning on going in 2008 um, with the kids' small group when the kids were in uh, sixth grade. Um, so at this time, Hannah's in sixth grade, Zach's in fourth grade uh, this, that summer, and just figuring through things and, and praying for God. And, and part of the, the process of the family, Lori and I had 
right about this and kind of had always dreamed or wanted to, to live overseas and have that kind of experience. And it's great for the kids growing up in, in Orange County. You get a warped sense of the world. So all these great reasons to go. But we still had to work that through as a family. And I've always thought it'd be, um, you know, a powerful to be able to have them let the kids partake in that. I figured if God's going to speak to us, he can speak to the kids too. So um, so just to, cl- just to clarify, yeah. you were on the on the cusp and, and praying about and the opportunity was not just to go there for a month or two, but to go like to move to Rwanda. To move there, rent out the house, go for a year. Yeah, so the the mayor asked if a city engineer could come for an entire year. For an entire year. So it was exciting to think about it, but then the day that they told his his work told him that he wouldn't be able to take a leave of absence, but he'd have to quit the job that he loved. That was that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of uh, like, okay, God, what are we? You know, just be careful what you pray for, sure. really. Sure. <laughs> and then your kids were six and sixth grade, fourth grade. Yeah, so going yeah. into seventh grade, going into fifth grade yeah. for Hannah and Zach, and tough times. Interesting time. It's an interesting time to take them away for a year. Mm-hmm. Before junior high school. Or right, right before junior high. The summer going into junior high. Going for, into junior high. Yeah. So um, just, but wanting them to own it too. We didn't want to be, you know, we kind of figured we, we'd end up going, but because God pretty clearly, you know, spoke to me. But how do you walk your kids through that to really own that process? Right. Right. So um, we talked a lot about, okay, um, you know, so, so we, we told it to them. And of course, they, they didn't want to go. Right. Hannah didn't want to go. She had a great set of friends and, of course, and, of course. you know, loved life and didn't want to go. Zach was, was, he, he was, he was scared. He certainly didn't want to go either. And um, so we, we, we talked through, spent a lot of time talking and processing. And, you know, Zach's biggest fear was, was uh, the wild animals and living in a mud hut. Because, <laughs> you know, when you go to Africa, right. that's all the pictures you, you, you take, right? right? You know, we takes pictures of the, the normal track homes that, you could live in or the nice places, right? That's not the adventure part of it. It's unfortunately, you know, now looking back on it, it's the poverty, it's the animals and safari and stuff. So he thought he was walking into that and kind of walked them through that and walked them through some of his, his fears. So he spent a lot of time journaling. And I think the verse for him was in Psalm 27, that it says, um, God gives his people peace. And so he just really focused on that. And Hannah um, wasn't really excited about going, but she said, okay, well, if we have to go, let's go before I get to high school. So let's go now. Cause we were thinking we'd maybe have a whole year to raise support and get ready. Right. right. And she just said, nope, let's just do it sooner. So, yeah. She didn't want to miss high school. So she's like, well, if you have to go, let's go now. And if I agree to go, can I have a cell phone? So um, I said, yes. And uh, she was in. So um, <laughs> we're not above bribery, you know, as parents, yeah, sometimes right, that, right, that right. works. And but like you said, it's owning the process and that's part of her process. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, I'm leaving, I get nothing, what, huh? Like I can still be in touch with my friends. So it was her negotiating it. That like. was, yeah, that, that was the important part of, of connecting back with her friends. So every Wednesday morning, yep. she'd get ready with her friend going to bed and, and they'd talk. And stuff. But for us, I think it was the kids were going to hear you. Um, sit down and I want you guys to go. And it was a great time, a rich time, I think, for them to connect with God. Of You read through the Bible and you come up with a verse. What is God talking to you? And that was the first time, I think, with a real reason that they could experience uh, how God speaks to you. Yeah. You know, he, he, he speaks through that Bible. It's a living word. And, and I, that was huge. And I think that set 
um, a foundational stone, you know, in their in their lives of of going to scripture. And so that's what we always talk about in our family now is when you're making big decisions. Okay, what's the verse? You know, how is God speaking to you? What's what verse leading you to mm-hmm. pick that college or to pick that boyfriend or pick that fiance or you know what what's the verse behind it? What's the motivation behind it? What's God telling you? And that's been a good. Just through the years, even right. of keeping that a good habit yeah. of of reaching out to them. So they did they come to the decision on their own. Eventually, pretty quickly, was one more in than the other. How how what like how did you guys know? Okay, this this feels like I've heard from the Lord correctly because our family's all in. Or did one of them go kind of kicking and screaming? No, both of them came to the same conclusion that God was leading them as well. And I think what it did is it it strengthened their own relationship with God and their trust in yeah. God because it ended up being the best year of our life. Right. And I think they can look back on that now as if, if I do say yes to God, like we were learning to do, God is trustworthy and it's going to, you know, it may not be always easy, but it's going to be good. Yeah. And I think that's something that they'll look back on, they look back on now as a kind of a milestone. Right. And, and it ended up being a great year for our family. Well, and then I look at both of your kids and they have since then, they both have a, a, a pretty, a pretty solid heart, a call mm-hmm. for missions, mm-hmm. right? They, Zach has interned overseas for a year. And then Hannah, Hannah worked, worked overseas, worked overseas in, mm-hmm. in Papua New Guinea for a year. Yeah. Right. And they've both gone on other trips in addition to those. Yep. Um, so it's really cool to look back and say and see how, you know, taking that step of faith for them and for you, what that did in mm-hmm. their hearts for, for what God's doing around the world. Oh, it's impacted them the rest of their lives, yeah. you know, and their families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay, so, so let's, let, let's pivot for a second. It's such, a, such an awesome story. I mean, I, I hear that and go, man, how many people would I, would I be mm-hmm. willing to, the, 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 the faith issue, Lori, you said was when they said, we're not going to give you a leave of absence. Yeah. But you're gonna have to leave your your post, your job. You your job. Mm-hmm. I know the cool part of that story. Why don't you share real quickly how you ended up doing what you're doing now? Because God, the way God worked the whole thing out is just a really, really a, a really cool little end into that story. So, well, God, God is faithful. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, my. Uh, my my scripture for my for my life, if you will, or for my job, is, is always come out of Nehemiah. It was the um, I like to think of him as the city engineer of Jerusalem. He came back to Jerusalem and he rebuilt the city, and he was a city he he loved. He he worked there. He took care of the people through infrastructure, and and me as a city engineer and civil engineers has kind of done that with rebuilding. So I've always thought um, that God was was guiding me towards being the city engineer in the city I lived in. Um, so at that time that wasn't the city I lived in. Um, and so working through that of, okay, well, here's a step. I had that goal and, and going someplace else. So we, we, we took the step to go to Rwanda and, and came back. God was faithful to, to get me the job in the city I live in as a city engineer, which is what I'm doing now. You, you say it, you say it so nonchalantly. It's really, no big it's deal. pretty cool. Cause you it live is. in Lake Forest, but you were the city manager or the city engineer for Rancho Santa Margarita at that time, right? at that time you go to Rwanda knowing that you're going to give up your career in essence, mm-hmm. your job. Can you come back? You not know knowing you come back, back from Rwanda, not knowing for sure. And very shortly after you return from Rwanda, the opportunity opens up in the city of Lake forest where you live to be their city. engineer. Right. 
That's a pretty cool uh, story. That's very cool. Yeah, you just say God, a sort, of, you say a sort of ho-hum. Actually, at six months into our year, he had an interview with another position that he accepted and did that, I think, for two years. Mm, we're waiting the for the road. spot to open. And yeah, it was, it was a great... God is just faithful. I was just... After you go through a year like that, it... it, it you can do anything. Things like that become yeah. ho-hum. Right. Like, oh, well, God's so faithful and it's, it's incredible. Mm. Incredible. And... And be able to, I think the coolest thing with our kids was, was, okay, choosing that I, I'm going to trust God that he's calling us there. And I was going to trust God to talk to my kids mm-hmm. and allow them to process and come. I don't know what we would have really done. I told them that they had a vote and, and a say in it. I don't know if I truly believe that or not. Because you knew what, because you knew what you God knew was what asking. Right. right. But, but I, I told them that and kind of trusting God to say, okay, we're, you know, right. you're, you're going to figure this out too with our kids. You right. got to bring them along right. and, it, and it worked. And I'm yeah. like, and then of course, you know, I'm all scared that it's not going to work. And then it does. And you're like, oh yeah, God was in, sure. really sure. But what I love is like, I guess two principles that I'm thinking about that are just applicable across the board is one, like the ripple effect. So meaning that like your step of faith has allowed your kids to now continue to take those steps of faith. Mm-hmm. And not only like, because you have to model that, right? We can talk about that. And especially as teenagers and young college students hope that our kids will have faith, you know, and pray for them and tell them to work on their faith or read the word. But for you guys to practice that and show that in these tangible examples of like, hey, dad stepped out in faith, didn't have a job anymore. Like they now have a living testimony in their parents to say like, wow, they are walking models of the faith Mm -hmm. that now I know I can imitate as opposed to just like, they keep telling me to do this stuff, but they don't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing, um, for sure is just that this is what the Wheelers stand for. Like your family values were clear of like, this is stuff we do as a family. We're going to talk about it, but we're also going to make a decision as a family. And then we are a family of faith. So just really, you know, announcing that. And it's something we've talked about in some of the two minute tips, but just about, you know, what does your family stand for? And that was obvious. And it's bled through intentionally or not into what your kids have done and are continuing to do. And I think Tom, it's okay as parents to include our kids in a decision that we've already made, right? Like, I think that's okay. I don't think it's manipulative. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's ingenuine. Now, it could be manipulative and ingenuine, but it doesn't, it's not automatically. Well, you are the parent, right? right? You are the parent, yes. (laughs) You are allowed to make decisions. You're allowed to make, but even just including, like, I might know that I'm going to say no to my son's request to go to, Mexico for five nights when he's 15 with some his 18 year old friends who I don't really know. I might know as soon as he mentions it, I know what my answer is going to be. That doesn't mean I can't hear him out. Talk about it. Okay, Cole, let's talk about the, the, the potential upside downside to that, to that trip. Yeah. Let's talk about like, and then if I have to say no, at least he feels heard. He was included. He was allowed to make his case as opposed to just the hard no, right? So even if you would have ended up saying, we're going to Rwanda, guys, I know neither of you want to, and I know you couldn't find a Bible verse that, that helped you, you couldn't, nothing, nothing's working, we're still gonna have to go. That, that, that's okay. Yeah. They they're, they're a they little would, more miserable on the trip though, probably. <laughs> but I don't think they're as miserable, it, I don't think we ever lose by involving them in the process. Totally. Is, right. is, is my point. It, like that we never lose by letting our kids share their thoughts, share their side of the decision, what they're concerned or their fears or whatever. And sometimes that sometimes it all aligns. And sometimes, I mean, the Lord could have just as easily 
not spoken clearly to them. And it would have just been a further test of the two of your faith on not only do I have to listen to God knowing I'm losing my job, but I also have to listen to God knowing my kids are really ticked at me. Yeah. Like that could have been the other, mm-hmm. the, the, the additional faith yeah. step for you as a parent. Yeah. I think Abraham and Isaac, right? <laughs> Abraham That's Abraham my mind. Yeah. I don't think Isaac was on board with that plan. <laughs> he probably wasn't. <laughs> really sure he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably sometimes it's not, there's probably a few times it's not, smart to involve your kids and everything that you're, exactly, that you're setting exactly. out. And in this case, it worked out really well. <laughs> okay. So some practical parenting thoughts and tips we've, we've Liza, you're right. The ripple effect and just you guys as parents modeling, hearing the voice of the Lord, modeling obedience to the Lord versus just talking about it. Huge. Oh, and that started with, with yeah, Laura's I was thinking parents. That. Yeah. When I was in third grade, my parents took us, um, the, I had, a brother and sister and they took all of us to Peru for a year and my parents got a leave of absence from the public school and then they taught at a missionary school so and again that was favorite year growing up the year I became a Christian got to live in the jungle in Irina Cocha Peru and uh, my parents were with Wycliffe Bible translators teaching school so that that was always a really special year for our family so when we got married, I told Tom right away, this is my vision. I would like to go with our family for a year. So, and, and my kids so heard, yeah, my kids heard of that, those adventures from my family their whole life. So, uh, Tom, you're not as spiritual as I thought you were. No, definitely <laughs> because not. Because you didn't just hear from the Lord. Definitely not. Heard from you the wife. heard from, yes. a, a clear directive from your wife about yes. someday this is what we'll do as a family. Yeah. Okay. That, that, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, was, it was definitely cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Did I leave that part out? You did. did, you, did, I, did I, you did leave okay. that part out. No. <laughs> but but what's cool about that is Lori's parents modeled it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now you've modeled it to your kids. The ripple effect. Your mm-hmm. poor grandkids have no shot. No, oh, absolutely. Not, your grandkids haven't even been born, but yeah, we all know the they're going someplace for a year. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Well, let's let's wrap it up, but let's get one more. We've got two great parenting tips. Model it. Don't just talk about it. Involve your kids in the process when there's, when I would say this, the bigger the decision and the more it's going to impact your kids of course. combined with the age your kids are, that where that little formula mm-hmm. is should equate to the appropriate amount of involvement they have in that decision, right? If and it validates te- their feelings and their thoughts and their place yep. in the family yep, too. Yeah, it's huge. Let's get one more. What's one more, Lori? You're very wise. Give us like what's just one more in hindsight as you look back at that year and and what it what it meant to your family. Was there one other just parenting skill, parenting lesson that you learned? Serving together. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Something that that came out of that. I'll let you elaborate on that. Yeah, with the feeling of of being there. Right, and I would say that the well, the kids would say now that 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 year and their their time in Rwanda has really affected them and their decisions to to serve overseas in the various ways that they have wouldn't have happened if that mm-hmm. year wouldn't have happened yeah. in their heart. Um, but yeah, it was really fun to as a family to serve together. We worked with street kids. Um, we played soccer. We just did so many different things that year. And that gave them that just that interest, that joy um, in serving. And then now through the years, they have served so many, so many mm-hmm. times um, as either a family or individually. 
Uh, Hannah loved working with special needs kids all through high school. Zach has a real heart for international students and did that all through college. So I think that that made a big difference. And then serving with others. I, they Both kids were in life groups through uh, junior high and high school with Liza and Jeremy Gant. And that was so great for them to serve together and um, just grow up in that environment as well as the community of friends that we have around us mm. and the serving that they do with others. Yeah. I think that's made a big, big yeah. impact on their life. Very cool. Any closing thoughts, Eliza? I just love that. It's so applicable. I get it. For some of you, you might be listening like, we don't even let our kids barely go out in the front yard, much less on an airplane. But I mean, it is applicable. If you're going to move, if you're going to switch schools, if they're going to switch soccer teams, like there's just decisions that I think the kids can be involved in. There's ways that you can, you know, like you said, be validating their feelings, but then even serving together. That can happen right outside your front doorstep with your family for sure is a great ending. Awesome. Well, Tom, Lori Wheeler, two of our favorite people at Saddleback Church, two out of a thousand favorite people, (laughs) but they're two of them. (laughs) You're two of our favorite, many favorite people. Um, thank you. Thanks for sharing your story. Hey, thanks for thanks having for us. Thanks for being yeah. in our lives. Tom, um, I will see you tomorrow night. Tom and I lead a small group together. All full circle. We lead a, <laughs> a small group of eighth grade boys. It's not so small. It's not Uh-oh. so small. 18 eighth grade boys. <laughs> Gotta love it. Can't remember all their names. How is it? How is it? Don't small admit that gr- how is it a small podcast? group <laughs> if you can't remember all their names? We get most of them. I get most of them. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty good. I'm hit or miss. I'm 50 50. Anyway, parents, thanks for listening. Tom, Lori, thanks for being here. And we will see you folks soon for another episode. Take care.